0: Hello and welcome to Nigeria Daily. I am Lilian Ogazi. It's been three weeks since the shutdown of telecommunication services in Zamfara State. The essence of the ban was to check the activities of bandits in the state and its environs. Our colleague Mohamed Ibrahim Yaba took a trip there and has joined me in the studio. Mohamed, welcome back from Zamfara. What is the situation in Zamfara?
1: I left Kaduna, that was on 21st, Wednesday this month, September 2020, and uh, we left around 10 a.m. Then I arrived uh, around uh, 2 p.m. exactly. So before we left, there is this anxiety, there is this fear within the because most of the people you found around, anybody you told that you are visiting to Nampere State definitely has to look up to twice, thinking that what are you going there to do despite all these stories that are not kind of uh, more positive. Right from Giwa, which is the last LGA in Kaduna, bordering Funtua, Funtua's Fuskari, then Sasapi. Right from there, you hardly find network. Uh, apart from those that are uh, residing in Wusow, that only travel to Kaduna just to come and make calls and and, and communicate with their loved ones. Like for instance, I met uh, a medical doctor uh, in, in the vehicle. She, she she told me that she was she only came to Kaduna to make calls to communicate with her people that are based in southern Nigeria so that they know that she's okay because since the shutdown, they cannot reach her. I saw a lot of checkpoints, like for instance from Giwa to Funtua, I counted about five checkpoints. Uh, this uh, comprises of the police, Mopul, mostly the police and Mopul that, uh, that mounted those checkpoints. Uh, then from there, we, we stepped into Sati. When I got to Zamfara. Around one. The last time I was in Zamboula was in 2008. So when I got to the I noticed a different town that I used to know because 2008, around that, 2008, 2008, 2008, you know, you notice a lot of people around that uh, community from villages. These are the people that mostly there from villages and people from outside the state that come to do businesses within the town. But now, when you you entered there, you saw a, a different town. The saw town is a bit scanty, it's deserted. A lot of people have moved out. That was what we are made to understand, especially those that are into. Uh, telecommunication businesses, those that are into like uh, POS businesses, the de- cyber in- installation, etc. They have all moved out because they cannot work where there is no network. So they have to move out of the state. And those villagers that usually come from rural communities cannot come to, to the town because the state government banned the use of commercial motorcycle and also the use of motorcycles within most of the local, apart from Gusaw town, which you are only allowed to make use of it from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. in the evening. That is the only time you can make use of commercial uh, in and also motorcycles. But in, uh, apart from that, the other local governments, you cannot make use of those things because they have been banned. And most of these people don't own cars. So you hardly find commercial buses, commercial taxis within the town. So they depend mainly on uh, motorcycles. Most of them are farmers and they patronize the weekly uh, markets. And with the ban on the weekly markets, most of the people in the rural community hardly move. They don't even bring anything. And the people in the town, that we call them to tell them that we are shortest of this kind of food stuff, we need this, we need these supplies, cannot even reach out to those people because there's no communication. Yes, you find people moving around, you see you, you saw a few people going here and there, are engaging in hawking, like hawking maybe pure water, because that water is observed at the at the motor park. You, you find them selling water. Etc. But the business, the real business activity, the markets is a bit uh, deserted.
0: You've mentioned about the market deserted. Were you able to speak to some residents around there, and what did they have to say?
1: Yeah, f- yeah. First of all, now I spoke with Doctor Aminu Lawrence IV, a lecturer with the Federal University. So, and this is what he has to say.
2: Well, uh, there are a lot of effects, actually. It has basically crippled down economic activities, and it has subjected the masses to unwanted difficulty. At first, people are willing to sacrifice and support the government initiative because they feel security is a business for everyone, and um, if if these majors can bring about relative peace in the state, people are willing to sacrifice. But going forward, you know, people started realizing that the whole idea of shutdown was, people are suspecting anyway, that the whole idea of shutdown was to control the flow of information and nothing really serious security-wise is going on. The bandits kept on attacking villages. There were false information being peddled around about some bandits being arrested, some of them being killed. You know, a little verification will tell you that it's not true. So people are now becoming agitated. Banks have shut down. If you go to ATMs, you'll see long queues, people staying there all day you know, looking for what to feed their family with. So it has really affected economic activities and people are becoming more and more agitated as the days go by. And this is my opinion anyway. And I feel if these majors have not been reviewed or if something drastic is not being made, eventually people will revolt. Because, you know, when you go to ATM uh, uh, queues and you hear what people are saying. Eventually something more serious is likely to happen. So I I call on the government to be very, very serious about this issue. People are willing to sacrifice. We are all willing to do what we feel is necessary to achieve relative peace in the state. But we want the government to meet us halfway. We want them to be serious. We want them to stop lying to us. We want them to be open and honest. And we want them to be committed to this enterprise because you cannot shut down communications. You cannot shut down economic activity, and then refuse to do anything about it so who else
0: were you able to
1: speak to okay i spoke with uh, one of the receptionist uh, in one of the hotels and this is what she has to say
3: my name is rita james i'm a, a resident of gusso Zamfara states for the
1: past two weeks or so there was nothing like telecommunication in the, in, in the city how do you feel
3: well it's a sort of sudden change and We've never experienced that. So, coping with the situation is not easy. We are finding it very, very difficult. Everywhere is dry. You can see. Even the movement itself, no means of movement because you can't communicate with people around. So, everybody is just indoor because of this sudden change. It's the first time and it's not easy for people within Zamfara State entirely. Not only in Gusu here, but Zamfara State.
1: Has that in any way affected business activities?
3: Yeah, it has affected. You can see where I'm working here. Before in a day, before evening self, we've sold all the rooms. But now, maybe from morning till evening, even one customer self will not be around. So it's not easy. It has Mm -hmm. affected everybody, even the market women. Even with the masses here, we are not finding anything. We we also understand
1: that it affected uh, the prices of foodstuff within the uh, town. Have you experienced that?
3: Yes. Okay. indeed it has affected the food prices especially the food that we normally import to Zamfara state no means of communication most of the shops are even locked and it's not getting easy every day the price is getting high and the demand too is getting high because there's only few places now few people that normally open so it has affected us. Have you seen
1: any changes with regard to the insecurity as a result
3: of the shutdown? Yeah, we are seeing changes, thanks be to God. And every day, the force of this um, country are trying, and we have been seeing it. We thank God, but we want the government of Zanfara State to put more effort. This lockdown and shutting down of network is really affecting the masses here.
1: I also spoke with uh, if a resident of Busau, and this is what he has to say.
4: My name is i Chukwana. I'm a resident of Guzo.
1: For the past three weeks or so, uh, the short, the telecommunic- telecommunication shutdown, how has that affected you people in, pa- in particular?
4: Anyway, the shutdown of the telecommunication services has affected not only the journalists but business uh, people entirely. Because the market behavior has already changed since then, even though it was worse it was bad before now. But with the blockage of the telecommunication services, everything become worse. The, the market activities is now moving with the lowest ebb because most of the people depend on this telecommunication network before they could do their businesses. Now, the state is no longer secure because everybody seems to be in internal prison. You cannot go out, you cannot come in. And uh, most of the foodstuff they, br- they bring here usually come from the villages. And sometimes, the businessmen will pick their phone and call the the villagers, telling them that their foodstuff is about to finish or has finished. So with that, the villagers will bring foodstuff to the state capital. But now, there is no way of communication. Everybody in the state is incommunicado now. You cannot communicate with anybody. Even the journalists that are doing their work, they have to travel all the way to Zaria before they could send their reports. So, in fact, the situation... But but, but has the
1: shutdown, has the measures taken by the government Mm. improved the security situation in the state?
4: Uh, Well, what I can say is that the the measures taken by the state government has reduced the situation. Mm -hmm. It has reduced the banditry activities. But uh, I appeal to the government to keep on. Putting more effort because if the government has implemented all these their security measures, maybe the banditry activities would have died down drastically or or reduced to the minimum level.
1: We also understand that some of the residents are kind of migrated to other states. Uh,
4: yes, so, when your business is not moving,
1: then what else do you do? You pay for your shop uh,
4: shop rentage, you pay for your house rentage, and when your move, business is not moving, you have to look for alternative.
1: Yeah, we also had that uh, the, the foodstuff prices have skyrocketed. <coughs>
4: Not that the price has escalated. It is a daily activity. Every day, what you buy today, if you go tomorrow, you will buy. You 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 will find out that the price has already increased again.
1: Can you give? Can you give us an example?
4: Yes. For example, a a, a a tier of a plate of local rice. We usually buy it eight hundred naira, but now I think as of yesterday, it was about one thousand two. Local. I'm not talking of foreign rice. Local, and nobody knows if you go to market today, you don't know what uh, the amount. They will mention for you
0: the government officials that implemented this mm. were you able to cite any of them within the state
1: no honestly based on my findings there i i discovered most of them have fled most of them have moved out of the town because they cannot deal without they cannot live without the I understand some of them have moved to Kaduna, some in Abuja, some of them have houses in Abuja. Uh, even the governor, I understand he is out of the town because he was in America. He, his wife gave back and so he has to go and meet her there. Uh, so, he, so he's out of town. And I had the opportunity of visiting some of the ministries there. And, and honestly speaking, when I got there, I discovered that most of them are not even coming to work as a 20th because uh, there was nothing to do. That is the perception. That is what some of the people I spoke with there. In fact, I went to one of the ministries and I was asking of if there is anybody I can talk with and somebody i saw there told me that uh, it's not here i, I said well, what about the commissioner he said "Ah, if you see the commissioner, it, it means everybody's here so as far as they are concerned since the shutdown honestly that uh, most of the ministries and agencies you hardly find people there the senior officers don't come on, on time because i've been to some of the ministries around 10 and nobody was there this is something that is passing it's not that somebody told me i i went to almost three of these ministries there and so, to, if, the, if the number citizen is not in town, what do you expect?
0: Thank you, Mohammed. You are listening to Nigeria Daily. We'll be going on a short break. Do stay. That's the home of news you can trust.
5: And features, analysis, and in-depth reports that are rich.
0: That's right. In addition, you can get much more. But how? Let me introduce you to Trust Plus, where you can get added value.
5: And where is that?
0: Visit the Trust Plus portal and subscribe.
5: You mean subscribe to become a member?
0: Yes. what a membership program is all about, I spoke with Toluwani Enyola, an expert in new media and content technologies.
5: The membership project is a response to uh, two major problems that uh, the media is facing uh, in Nigeria and all over the world. Uh, We're facing a funding challenge after COVID. There was a lot of uh, pressures, the revenue decline, and then also Because we also want to tell good stories and we need the help of our readers to do that. So the membership project answers these two uh, questions. How do we generate more money to sustain our operations? And how do we enlist the support of our readers in the kind of stories that we do?
0: So how do I become part of the membership project if I'm interested in joining
5: so, we have two uh, levels. We have the student membership and then we have the general membership. The student membership is targeted at uh, Nigerian students, all over our uh, institutions across Nigeria and then some of them also outside the country. And then the general one is for people, daily trust readers who are interested in the journalism that we do and who are willing to support us to Continue to do it. So the membership is a is a call out to the readers uh, who have a passion to for support. the journal- to support us okay. to do that job. Okay. And some of them, even the, even if they don't have the money, they could also volunteer the time, uh, expertise, or knowledge to contribute to the journalism that we're doing.
0: So how do you join the membership project?
5: Uh, there's a there's going to be a call out for people to join there's a link to sign up they put in basically their details their areas of interest and uh, they are enlisted as members
0: that was Toluani eniola an expert in new media and content technologies are listening to Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online and we're talking about the impact of telecommunication ban on commercial life in Zamfara with my colleague Mohammed Yaba who took a trip there. Has the ban on telecommunications in Zamfara proven positive result? Has there been a drop in bandit attack in the state? Mohammed, back to you well
1: actually yes to some extent what people are saying is that well there is reduction in the attacks but the truth of the matter is that how will you know that there are reduction if you cannot communicate from the people from the local communities to hear from them if actually because these bandits usually attack villages not town you understand they are not attacking south town they are only mainly attacking the rural villages, the rural lgas now with the determine how can you access the successes recorded these are the fact and most of the people that i spoke with the resident there, told me that for them is like the government is just using it to control the flow of information that is coming out from the rural communities because attacks are still going on there there are still pockets of attacks here and there even though yes we are are not expecting that uh, complete 100% uh, success at, at, at a goal within just two weeks but the truth of the matter is that there are still attacks there are still insecurity there are still fears in the mind of the people because just because you stepped into gusau doesn't mean that you have been to some, some part of the state because in fact anybody you you talk to that okay can i go to maybe corona or can i go to bongudu or Maladun, they will, they will tell you that you are on your own because somebody was telling me that uh, he's from uh, karana then i saw him rushing before we were together but it was four five six he was telling me that he has to go back i was like why he said okay that food is very dangerous and he was the one telling me that look that there was hunger in our rural community because most of our rural villagers depend on this weekly market they sell their product to, to to end a living to take care of their families but with this ban life is hard and that is just the truth There, yes we can see to some extent. There was a reduction in the attacks. Even while I was there, they told me that two days before I arrived, a repentant bandit was killed. Some some suspected informants were said to have been arrested. There is a lot of suspicious there. The moment they see a stranger and you make him moving around, they are kind of like a little suspicious of your movement. And before you know it, if your if case is not taking one can be tagged. An informant so
0: you were at risk.
1: The moment you stop into go, so honestly speaking, you just have to be careful There is that fear. You don't know what to expect nobody knows you are there finally now
0: during your stay there were you able to talk to any security agent in regards well, well, to well, actually, activities? yes
1: actually not not really i was fortunate to attend a press statement I mean, i'm yeah, a press briefing by by the police in Gusau, where the commissioner himself was the one that addressed the press, and i was there and uh, after parading those two suspects a lady that was suspected to been selling cigarettes to bandits and also another man that was said to have be been selling black market foil to bandits they said that these are just suspects but he also is an issue with regards to some people trying to like install cyber network illegally uh, within the town since the shutdown. And he warned that anybody caught will be prosecuted and punished, that they have assigned some of the DPOs to ensure that they enforce and arrest anybody found installing cyber network. Because according to them, some people are making use of, they're paying five hundred naira to make use of those uh, network and to communicate with the criminal elements that is what they said and that is the reason why they decided to take that action to warn and to say that till further notice nobody knows when this thing will be lifted
0: thank you Mohammed ibrahim yaba with that we'll come to the end of this episode of nigeria daily thank you so much for listening to everyone whose voices we heard on the show we say a big thank you Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production and remember that it is open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on bosssprouts.com. You can also listen in on Spotify, Google Podcasts and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments or intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. Better still, you can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. That is 0913-893-3390. I am Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.